Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Bring in Tom Murphy from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, wholehogsports.com. Tom, let's start with that SEC Big 12 challenge. I, I don't feel good about the matchups. I've got the SEC going three and seven tomorrow. Pickskin just went five and five, although one of those picks was questionable with Tennessee losing to Texas. I don't see that one, Pigskin. That's the one I would argue with on you the most. But how do you think the SEC is going to do tomorrow? Well, hey, guys. And by the way, little known fact, uh, I was at school at Louisiana Tech at the same time as Kim Wall. Texters. The Texters, yeah. Play, watched them play um, Cheryl Miller. Uh, huge game with USC back in the day. But anyway. Deb, Deb, did you not... watch Deb, Deborah Rodman play? She was great. Yes, I she did. was a teammate I, I was of teammate of, of monkeys. That's right. She was, and they were a powerhouse back then. And of course, that coaching staff spawned both Kim Mulkey and uh, our friend um, Gary uh, Gary Blair down at A and M, who's going through his uh, farewell tour this year, and just very well respected in the Leon Barmore. He was he was kind of the dean there, exactly. He absolutely was. But, no, I, I have not gone through each each game. But, like, say, Kentucky or Kansas, you got to favor the home team. Oh, hold um, on. Hold on right there, Tom. Uh, I'll do it. We'll do it real quick. LSU at TCU. Uh, LSU at TCU. Um, I don't know what was going on with Dave, and um, they were missing somebody else. But if those Xavier, guys are playing. Xavier Pinson. And, yeah, so he's been out for a while with a name. Yep. They barely hold. They held on. Nice finish against um, A&M, but uh, I don't know. I I think if Dave plays, I, I would pick LSU. Okay, West Virginia at Arkansas. Yeah, I got to go with the home team there. Yep, Kentucky at Kansas. I'm gonna go with the Jayhawks. Baylor at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yep, Baylor. Although you know Alabama embarrassed, I think they'll play better. Um, and they need this one, but I, I think Baylor. I agree. OU at Auburn. That's a good one. OU's won a bunch of games in a row against the SEC team, but uh, I got to go with the home team. Missouri at Iowa State. Iowa State. Oklahoma State at Florida. Hmm. Um, Gators. Although. They've been up and down. I mean, certainly didn't represent well on Monday at Ole Miss, and then Arkansas went in two days later and really held them down. But uh, I'll go home team there. Kansas State at Ole Miss. Hmm. Toss-up. I'll go Kansas State on that one. Mississippi State at Texas Tech. Red Raiders, baby. In Tennessee <laughs> at Texas. Got to go Texas. So what does that put me? Six and four, Big 12, I think. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, Ole Miss could win at home. Now, I, I tend to just favor the home teams more often, but there's a few of these um, where <clears throat> the road team, you know, might have a better shot to win. What do you think of Arkansas in this turnaround with the, the defense and the big lineup? 
It's a little odd, isn't it? You would think by going smaller, you'd be quicker and you would be better defensively, but yet they've gone bigger, more physical, and they've been able to keep the other team out of the lane. And it's 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 worked. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting perspective. And um, it's funny, I was listening to the Kermit Davis post game the other night. I, I have taken to listen to the opposing uh, coach on their, their their radio broadcast, and you hear some really neat stuff. And one thing he was talking about that as well, and he said, you know, they're not as dynamic in the open floor as they as they as they have been, but you can tell they're defending better. And Wade's presence is it gives them a physical guy, a veteran guy, and I mean he picked his shots the other day, went five for five. So I, I think it's it's mainly defensive oriented turnaround. As you can tell, five games in a row, holding opponents to I mean, 39% or less. And um, they had won the rebounding battle in every game until Ole Miss. You know, you watch a game like Arkansas-Ole Miss, and it just wasn't very pretty. The shooting wasn't that good. But Arkansas wound up shooting in the high 40% range. They just defended Ole Miss really well. One of the better three-point shooting teams. And they held them, I think, to 22% from three-point range. And... Um, one, despite being out rebounded and um, only having four offensive rebounds, so you got to give Arkansas credit for it not being a pretty game, but winning it and rather decisively as well. It was an ugly game, Tom. And John yeah. Neighbors and I were doing the post game show, and we were talking about it. Just offensively, not a pretty game to watch. And then we played a clip from Coach Musselman. He talked about how good they shot. I was like, huh? And I pulled up the stats, and I'd be dang, they shot 48% from the field, 44% from the three-point line. It was one of their better shooting games. And then if you take into account how many times they had to throw up a wild shot because of that 1-3-1 zone for Ole Miss, and it would take them a while to get in the offense, and then you'd look up, and the play clock is about to expire, and they would, they would force a shot. I mean, I think Note had to take two or three desperation threes. Mm. You know, it, Think of the shooting percentage of what what they had when they got a good shot. They must have made 55, 60% of those. <laughs> That's what shocked me, too, is, is hearing Eric Molson's post game. Like, yeah, we shot it well. I was like, what? And then I looked, yeah, okay. They actually did shoot it pretty well. Um, I it's guess your- maybe it's because Note was 10 of 23, you know, you know, well under 50. And, um, yeah, and I think Tony had to take a shot, like, from the top of the key with one second on the clock. But I guess otherwise, you know, I do think that they're going to see more zones now, and they're going to have to find ways, the best way to move the ball fast and get it to spots on the floor to the shooters you want with a little bit more clarity than the way they did against Ole Miss. I thought they, I thought they allowed themselves to be in trap situations and didn't take advantage of it um, a little more than they wanted to the other night. I really thought when Ole Miss poached Kermit Davis – that they were going to really move up a little bit. He hasn't had a team at Oxford as good as his Middle Tennessee State team that got him that job. Kind of like Chris Mack, you know, when he was at Xavier and goes to Louisville. Yeah. Although Louisville's a lot less patient in basketball than Ole Miss is, obviously. But you, you wonder if they right. ever going to kind of get it together, and so far they haven't. Yeah, that's a good point. And I don't know all the ins and outs of why Ole Miss hasn't been as successful. Arkansas certainly won. Uh, of, you know, the lion's share of the games in the last eight or nine meetings uh, with them. And, and, yeah, I would think that the patience is starting to run thin a little bit there. 
and a few other precincts in the SEC, you know, um, with Georgia. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, Missouri. You know, there's, there's, some, there's some coaches, and even Florida. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think Mike White needs to, to win down the stretch and Absolutely. at least have his team in the conversation. Speaking of Louisville, Tom, we have Tom Murphy with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Jeff Goodman yesterday had a podcast, and he sees, he was talking about the Louisville job, and he said that uh, Eric Musselman makes the most sense to him at Louisville. Yeah. Is there a reason for concern that, to me, Arkansas, Louisville, I think what he's built at Arkansas, what he has coming in, I don't see him jumping for Louisville. If you said USC or UCLA, something on the West Coast, mm. then I would get nervous, but not Louisville. Yeah, I mean, and I don't doubt Jeff Goodman's word that he makes sense for, for Louisville, yeah. But I also think that, that Musselman's recruiting and what he's going got going on here this would not be an easy deal to leave, and you know he got a he got a really tidy raise after last year. So um, I I understand the reporting, but I I also think it's uh, less likely to happen than you know someone else winding up there. Yeah, there are a lot of coaches out there that make sense for Louisville, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be a candidate or be willing to leave where they, they are. They could hire Bruce Pearl and then go on probation two years later. <laughs> uh, Tom. Hey. Uh, Yes, uh, West Virginia. They're known for pressing, and they've been kind of, uh, you know, sometimes they do it, sometimes they don't this year. They're not exclusively pressing is what Coach Musselman said yesterday. But if I'm Bob Huggins and I see this lineup and you don't really have a true point guard on the court with Note, and then when Devo comes in, he's, uh, you know, been turnover prone. Chris Likes has been turnover prone. i got to think we're going to see a lot of pressing tomorrow. I would think that they're going to try it and try it early, and if there's some success to it, there'll be a lot of it. And I think you're right. The ball handling, it's just like like what I was talking about a minute ago. You saw some trapping, and you're like, okay, someone's open. You know, two two quick passes get to the goal. Well, a lot of times when they they got past some old Miss pressure, uh, they just went ahead and set up instead of attacking the goal. So I think in this game, the Razorbacks need to leave themselves the option of if you get past some pressure. Go ahead and take that two and one all the way to the basket, alley oop. Um, you know, two on one, great odds. And uh, you know, we'll see we'll see what comes of that. But some of the passing the other night was very suspect, and that's another one of the stats in that game that you looked at and went, "Wow, they won with that many." You know, I think Note had five turnovers, and you know, Jalen Williams had a couple, and so um, I don't know. It, yeah, I would I would expect to see. West Virginia, run some trapping and some full court stuff and see if they can't get some easy baskets and, and make Arkansas have precision passing to get all the way to the rim. Tom, I wasn't uh, able to talk with you, I guess, last week. or I, I'm not sure, but, but the portal, what has, turning to football, what has the portal meant uh, for Coach Pittman and this football team? And I guess the latest being the, the Georgia defensive back. Yeah. Brini and people people love this guy. I mean, they're they're saying this guy is an animal. So uh, Arkansas could sure use an animal at safety um, to help with the depth there. And um, I think it's been they worked it they worked it quite well. Um, you know they gotta they gotta coach these guys up. I mean McLaughlin, I think is probably going to need a little discipline and and things like that. But uh, um, it's been good for Arkansas. I, I would still think that. They'd love to have another 
defensive linemen before this is all said and done. But I think, I think so far it's been kind of a net positive for their roster when you think about the D linemen they got last year who became all starters and, and you know, Trey Williams is their best, best pass rusher. John Ridgeway was a force. You know, uh, he was a, a block absorber. So, I think I think net positive for Sam Pittman, and it goes back to how he's thought of in on the recruiting trail. Trail a guy, a man of his word, and um, has a great rapport with players, and and that pays off for you when it it becomes a, a free agency type situation like we're seeing. Tom Murphy with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette with us. Before Christmas, Coach Pittman had a press conference and was asked what he wanted for Christmas, and he said he wanted to keep his coaching staff intact. Well, there have been two coaches uh, let go. Well, one was fired and one was um, it maybe mutual is the best way to put it. What should we read into this? Yeah. Um, I, I think, A, that he listens, listens to the players and the things that are going on within the program. Um, and also... I just think that recruiting is such a big deal. He understands if they don't recruit at, a, at an elite level, they are not going to have a shot to win SEC games. And they've done pretty good at that, and, and they want to keep that rolling. So that, that's what I would um, read into it at this point. Did you go by and look at the baseball facility yesterday? I took the tour, and it is phenomenal. The space that they have for – for training, for the, the pitching lab downstairs, the weight room, um, the uh, the uh, equipment room, coaches' offices. It is it is a phenomenal facility. I mean, pools, rehabbing pools and stuff. Um, and to, to and just on a random day that we're there, and you got Blaine Knight, you got Blake Park, and and, uh, and Zach Jackson. I listed off. Jalen Beeks was there, and there were more, but. Um, just a bunch of guys who are in the pros who that's a great place for them to go hang out, be with their buddies, and then get some work in. That's a huge deal that, that, that the players are welcome back, and there's a there's a locker room for them. So uh, A locker room for the former players? There is a locker room for, for former players to come in. Can you? I mean, that is so welcoming. And then that helps your current team. That hey, you know, Blaine Knight was in here today. That's a big deal. So I, I just think it's, I think it's a game changer on the recruiting trail. Arkansas is already recruiting very well in baseball, but this is the kind of stuff that just keeps you right up there at the very top. Tom, I got to do a uh, U-turn real quick and go back to football. Um, we're at Oakland today, having a great time and kind of running the show with Acre gone, and I haven't been on Twitter as much as I need to. And I see that there's some reports out there, and I don't know. Maybe you've already reported on this. Uh, but there's a report that defensive line coach Deke Adams appears to be uh, a hire. Do you know anything about this or Deke Adams? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we've had sources say that that's the expected hire. You know, there's always, you know, paperwork and things like that to go through. But, yeah, that's the expected hire. And Deke's got a, uh, a background in the SEC. He's been at Mississippi State, Ole Miss, South Carolina. Coach Jadavian Clowney there in South Carolina. Um, he's a Southern he Miss linebacker back in the day and um looks like he's got a oh he's been at obu so uh, no. you know any hot uh any um uh, arkadelphia folk around in hot springs today ask them about beak well i got some contacts down there and they'll probably text me here pretty soon you know the only other deke i know was that that was john travolta's character in that movie where he stole the nuclear bombs 
and was like blackmailing everybody. Broken arrow. Deke. Broken arrow. Very good, Christian. Yes. But Deke, Deke. Deke Jones. Well, Deacon Jones. <laughs> we yes. called him Deke, Deke. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like it. Hey, what about Bowman, the hire for the uh, uh, secondary defensive back coach? What do you think about him? Yeah, younger, just seems like a real up-and-comer, a real positive recruiting type guy. And I think he falls into Sam Pittman's, you know, mode of assistant coaches he wants that are positive, you know, who don't blast players out, who, um, you know, more uplifting. Um, he's been um, on one of these, you know, young up-and-coming coaches to watch type of, uh, panels, um, so looks to me like um, you know a, a really good guy to, to come in and learn under Barry Odom and uh, start making his way in the industry. He looks like he's on his way. Tom, we appreciate it. Good to catch up with you. All right, uh, AFC NFC picks. Who wins this weekend? Well, to me, it's like who I want, and I want to see the Rams and the Chiefs play in the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, but the, the more I the more I hear people talking, the 49ers won a bunch of games in a row against the Rams, so maybe that could could not happen. And then you know everybody, you know everybody's like real happy with the Bengals and the upsets they're pulling, and they're kind of the darling team. But I want to see the Chiefs. I love to watch that team play, and I'd love to see them play two more games this season. Hmm. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. Absolutely. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Tom. That's Tom Murphy with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette.